This is the Wealth and Law Podcast, a podcast about the intersection of personal wealth and the legal landscape. We'll take a deep dive into relevant topics. We'll basically teach you what we know, and we'll engage with guests with deep expertise in their field. We hope that you'll enjoy this episode and many more episodes. So please join us on this journey as we try to bring you relevant information that is both timely and important for you to know in order to engage in this area of the world. Welcome to the Wealth and Law Podcast. I am Brent Nelson. And today I wanted to talk about bias. Bias, bias, bias. I know uh, in some ways that that term can be turned into a bit of a political term. Uh, I don't mean it in any of the political ways today, although, of course, I think some of those uh, political terms and uses for bias are important to consider. But today I wanted to talk about bias in the way that we analyze issues the ability of people to to be biased is uh, is great. Uh, it's a normal feature, I think, of human behavior. And so there's nothing particularly wrong with having a bias. But if you're in any sort of professional capacity, and, and I would also uh, venture to say that it, it applies in your personal capacity as well, because for each of us, we have to analyze things in our own lives that are that are outside of a professional capacity. But when you're trying to analyze things in a professional capacity in particular, it's important to recognize bias. I actually notice among, we'll say lawyers, just to pick on my uh, ilk, that very frequently when they talk about issues or they talk about some matter in the law, they are not very good at pointing out their own bias. I see this, for example, at conferences where lawyers might be talking about changes in the law or a case, a decision by a court or the IRS, and they will be expressing their opinion without disclosing the bias that they have. So for example, they might wish for a particular result because they get paid a lot of money by clients who would want that result. And taken in a vacuum, it's quite possible they would not have the opinion that they have about that result because they're not being paid by somebody to basically have that opinion. So that's not a, I don't think that's a very useful uh, way to see things. I don't think that's a very useful bias to overlook. And in fact, I think there's a lot of pitfalls to overlooking those sorts of biases. It's the same sort of behavior that leads to, for example, someone who is selling an insurance product and their bias of course is that the insurance product must be great and it must have all sorts of wonderful features and they get paid to have that opinion but they also get paid to do things like ignore all of the downsides ignore the ways that it is not in the best interests of the people that they're selling the product to to potentially lie about the product and their own financial potential financial gain uh, usually leads to them being willing to overlook those sorts of issues and being willing to have an opinion, sometimes very strong opinion, uh, about a product that isn't consistent. <coughs> Excuse me, isn't consistent with uh, reality. So how do we how do we notice these sorts of issues when we're trying to uh, ourselves analyze things. 
and I think one of the one of the things that you have to do is first accept the fact that in that you do have a bias, um, whether you're conscious of it or not. At all times, uh, you have to accept the fact that you do have a bias, and that in fact, you may not be seeing the full picture, and that the way that you view things may be colored by something that is an external factor in some cases that is informing the way that you think about the problem or the way that you view the problem even even the way you you contextualize the problem sometimes um they said that wasn't going to make this like a political thing but regardless of what side of the political ledger you might be on you can see this in politics of course you can see where one or the other side will uh, be okay with something in one context when their side does it, but then they're not okay with it in another context where the other side does it. Of course, that's because of these p particular political biases. So for us, individually or as professionals, we really can't do that. If we're going to best serve ourselves, or we're going to best serve uh, the people that are our clients, we can't have those kinds of opinions. We can't have those sorts of positions, or at least if we do, we have to recognize uh, where it's coming from and the context that is lending its, lending to uh, the conclusions that we're reaching. So I think the first step is, number one, you have to recognize that, that you do have biases and that there could be factors, and, and maybe you can identify those. Maybe you need a, another person to try to identify those for you, but there may be factors that are coloring your opinion in a way that prevents you from viewing all sides and weighing the factors that are important uh, properly. The second thing, and, and a really good exercise, I think, is that you can try to slow down the decision-making process. And what, what I mean by that is consider an issue in, in one moment, one day, and then if you can, set it aside and come back to it. Uh, because oftentimes our first reaction to an issue is a fairly emotional reaction. And that emotional reaction sometimes means that we're gonna, we're gonna let the biases that we have seep into the equation, say, more readily uh, because of that normal emotional human uh, tendency to, to operate off of, for example, the amygdala, the lower brain or the, li the lizard brain where we're, we're doing things that sort of uh, def feel like in the lower brain that we're defending ourselves or we're avoiding something scary or, uh, you know, we're, we're grabbing something because we need it. And a lot of those biases uh, sort of play into emotionally those, those sorts of reactions. Okay. So one way to try to short circuit that is just think about it, consider it one day, and then set it aside and then come back to it later on usually in another day. I, I think I like to have another day. And I'll actually do this even with documents where I'm working on a document because I'm a lawyer. So, you know, documents are our friends. So, you know, maybe I'm drafting something. I'll set it aside after I get done with sort of my initial review and changes, try to set it aside and then come back to it another day with a fresh pair of eyes. Uh, again, in a, in, a, in a moment where maybe I'm not as entrenched and maybe I don't have the same level of initial emotional reaction to what I'm doing. And oftentimes when I do that, I'll see things from a different perspective. 
I'll understand things maybe slightly differently and I'll make changes um, just because I wasn't, I wasn't still operating in that initial sometimes emotional and sometimes biased view that was the first pass on the document. As hard as I try to not have that biased view the first go around, it, it can happen because I'm human. Then the other thing that you can do, aside from recognizing you have bias and then, and then try to extend the time of considering an issue over a longer period of time so you can sort of try to root out the bias, another thing you can do is just attempt to view the issue from the other side, if there is sort of an other side or other sides. Uh, and in fact, try to analyze if you were on the other side, what would you say? What would be your best arguments? What would be your best analysis of that issue? It doesn't necessarily have to be an argument against what your initial reaction is or what your initial opinion is. It's just what would your argument be in, in, in sort of plain terms. This is something that I think it can be very helpful because it gives you a perspective on, on a, a wider range of views on a topic because things are complicated. The world is complicated. It's very possible to have multiple people who have different opinions about the same thing and they could all be right from their perspective. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong. It just means that people can have and do have different opinions. If, you, if you're not taking into account the fact that people can have different opinions and can view issues differently than, from you, then you're, I think you're likely to, to fall into the trap of your own biases. You know, sometimes we'll say something like, or you hear people say that, you know, you're just hearing things in your own echo chamber. Well, that's that's a little bit the idea. It's like if you're only hearing back to you things that are from your perspective, then you're not getting a well-rounded view of the issue. And in fact, your your analysis of the issue is pretty suspect. And so it's a good it's a good uh, exercise to try to think about the issue from a different perspective and try to think about all of the ways that would be the best arguments for that perspective that you can think of. If you, you know, kind of try to put yourself in the shoes of that person, like, all right, if I was in that position and I was viewing things from that perspective, what would I argue? And that doesn't mean that you have to come up with things that say that your initial reaction or your opinion is wrong. And it doesn't mean that you will come up with things that say that your opinion is wrong. But if you're like me, sometimes you'll find out that perhaps your opinion was not as strong as you thought. Or perhaps you'll change your opinion. And for me, that frequently happens, where I will try to view things from a different perspective, uh, either for clients or personally. And I'll try to come up with what, at least to me, are the best arguments from that perspective. And sometimes I come up with some really good arguments. And I think, you know what? I think that's actually the winner. That's the argument that, that makes the most sense. It doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes that happens. And it's it's very useful from a, per, per, a professional perspective. It's very useful for clients. So at least clients know, hey, this is the position we're going to take, say on a tax return, for example. Uh, but the IRS may view it a different way. And here are the ways that we think they could view it. Although, obviously, no one is going to be 100% perfect at anticipating what some other third party would think about an issue. That's impossible. So you just do the best that you can. Uh, but it's not possible to anticipate every potential argument, every potential 
outcome. But once you've identified those, those potential arguments, even if you're kind of trying to advocate for a very specific outcome, understanding the arguments coming from the other perspective is really the first step to then bolstering your own argument. You can see the weaknesses in your own argument. You can see the weaknesses in your own position. And then you can find ways to bolster it. You can find ways to make it better. And this is something that I think very good professionals of all varieties do very well. They can see the issue. They can see that there might be another perspective. And then they have the creativity to come up with the solution that bolsters the position that they're wanting to take. That doesn't necessarily work as well in a, in a, in a vacuum situation where you're trying to come up with, well, what is the actual correct outcome? Uh, but it works very well when you're trying to advocate for a very specific uh, outcome. And of course, if that specific outcome is the one that you think is the correct outcome sort of in a vacuum, it's also helpful for that. So, all right, that was uh, <laughs> that was a lot of rambling uh, about bias. So I, I know that probably was not what you were anticipating listening to today. But uh, again, bias exists. It, it is everywhere. It's important to recognize it because it will color the way that you think. It will color the ability that you have to to analyze issues, uh, either for yourself or professionally. It's important to recognize it. Uh, I think that's the first step to rooting it out to the best of your ability. And then I think it's also helpful to take decisions over a longer period of time, think about issues on one day, set it aside, come back to it another day, think about it again. And then I also think it's really important if you're trying to avoid bias, to think about the issue from another perspective and try to come up with what are all the best arguments or the best support for the other perspective. And when you do that, you're more likely to root out the bias and to improve your own analysis and improve your your cognitive abilities, your, your sort of critical thinking skills. Um, all right, that's it for today. Thank you so much, as usual, for joining me. I'm humbled uh, every time that I do the podcast and any single human listens to it. So thank you very much, and I'll see you next time. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. It's fun to do it for you. If you're enjoying it, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to my blog at wealthandlaw.com and follow me on social media at wealthandlaw. I'll see you there.